0: And I was kind of thinking, that kind of reminds me of the Jerry Clower one I heard years ago. And they was holding the gun to the old boy, and he was going to have to kiss that mule. And he said, have you ever ever kissed a mule right in the mouth? He said, no, sir, but I've always wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for taking such good care of us this week. And uh, as you always do, and praying for the men, supporting so many of the men. Just thank you so very much. It's good to have Brother Edward Marilla, and Brother Udall Ugrasing Ugr. Guyana and uh, Kenya, respectively, with us tonight. Brother Edward, would you come tell us what the Lord's doing in your country, please?
1: Good evening. Thank you for being here to listen to our testimonies, and I thank you, Pastor of this church. And also, Brother Ron, for giving this an opportunity to say something. But I am cold. (laughs) 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 I am like freezing. (laughs) But uh, I thank the Lord because I'm full, uh, eaten uh, this week, and God has been taking care of us through you and we Where we are staying is a very wonderful place, quiet, and we can practice around no problem. And uh, thank you for your wonderful country. You are good people, such as your country. As we move around, we can see a beautiful country and a beautiful people. So you have shared something in Africa something very good, unique, what we call salvation. Amen. This is a wonderful thing. I think in heaven we'll be sitting together. Amen. My name uh, is Edward Murilla, and uh, one of my friends, when I, I mentioned about Murilla, they, he called me the, the gorillas. So uh, I, 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 I am happy with that. And uh, I got saved in 1974, 76. A missionary came in um, my land, <clears throat> Kenya, 1974. And, uh, and two years later, I got saved. He was showing cinema uh, around our village. So I was there to see what was going on. And I, because I was in front of other uh, teenagers, I he asked me where do you come from and what what is your name my name is Edward and uh, I come from just near here he knocked the door after two weeks he was he was going around to bring the gospel around our village so he showed me from the bible and I got saved the very the very night but my mother was was not believing in what the Bible says, she is just. She was just told, if you you get your kids to church to sing and to observe what is going there, then they will go to heaven. But that was that was not what the the missionary taught us. He showed issue show the, the, the word of God, and I was baptized after getting saved. And I had a call to teach Sunday school in my uh, local church, Up Country. It was very far from the town of Nairobi. But I thank God because of that testimony he brought to our, our home. Through me, my, my sisters and my brothers, God saved. And right now, they are serving in one of the, our Baptist churches, in Kenya yeah. and uh, my in-laws are also pastors so i can imagine if they were not that missionary who came to my to our home staying with my my mother and father where would i be, would i be this time mm-hmm. nobody could have gotten saved if that missionary was not in our <coughs> village and uh, i I helped my pastor as an assistant pastor, two years. And I taught Sunday school nine years. So I moved from the village to a big town, city, Nairobi. And when I was in Nairobi, I came to Nairobi to look for some, some work, job, to support my, my family. I landed in a nine-by-nine nine feet by nine, non, not nine meters, nine feet by nine, whereby that was my, my house mm. with my two kids and my wife and my brother and my cousin, <laughs> and that was, uh, that was the church I started in, the, in that house. As the church grew, we moved to, to our, our two rooms, which was a church now, and uh, my house, it, it grew again. Then we extended. We kept moving from one room to another because of that church was growing, growing rabbit. And uh, after that, as the church grew and we were going around, we, we, we brought in seven children who were orphans. And from these seven kids, we have now 270 kids who are orphans. As a result of, during those days, 1994 to 1998 there, many people died in the slums because of AIDS. So we ended that way. But the good thing of these children, some are not children anymore some are now I have seen four pastors from, this, from these kids yeah. and they are going and they are good children as we teach them and as we give them an opportunity to, to, to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal and savior so we have seen some, uh, growing and going and, and, and doing uh, what the Lord wants them to do so we are very very uh, good on that and uh, we thank God because we have moved to start three churches in the slum. One of them, I am a pastor of that church, Bible Baptist in Kawangwari. I am a church planter. I'm not just a pastor or, or a missionary, but I'm a church planter and we thank God because he has moved us from where we are, we are doing the mission work. In the bush, with the Samburu and Masais, mm. Samburu, Samburu people are in the north, and Masais are in the south. But they share similar, uh, similar culture because they jump, they can mm-hmm. live in a they can kill a lion, they can, but they they, they run from the snake. That is what I. I came to know of this Messiah. They can kill a lion, but they run from the snakes. And they have challenges in the bush, but God has helped us to start those many churches there. And as a result of going to these tribes, I don't love them. I did not love them before because they smell bad. They have oil that they smear. And then they, they smear themselves, so the, the insects, the flies, follows them, and they smell bad. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine where God sent Jesus Christ to pick me up. Mm-hmm. I was even smelling them, those Masai's, mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ saved me, and here he, he, he sent me to those tribes. Amen. And those tribes, when we give them the gospel, they really believe <coughs> and and. and and get saved. Amen. Right now, as I talk, we have 35 churches in the north and the t- 30, 25 churches in the south. You can wonder why these churches are there. Some are under the tree.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, we preach the gospel, and after they get saved, we find a good tree where we can we can settle this church. We, we start a church there. So play, uh, pray for us because this is a great work that God has sent me to do. I am not just a a a mere person, but God is using me. I am nothing. I am nobody, but God is using me to start many and more churches. As I go home, I'll have to, to, to go in the bush and we have graduation there. We are going to graduate like 30 people who are ready to go and start Many more churches in the bush. So pray for us. We have been in the bush for fourteen years now, and our anniversary is going to be in December. Starting from twelfth to eighteenth uh, will be the climax of the conference there. Amen. So please pray for us as we go around and as we do God's work. God Amen. Bless, you bless you and brother. Amen.
0: And I've, I've had the opportunity to visit Edward's work in the slums uh, a number of years ago. And I'm here to tell you, you just can't imagine how terrible of a place it is. And a uh, place, just very tough circumstances. I had told the Lord before I started with help Ministries Preacher, I told the Lord, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll leave today. I'll leave tomorrow. I'll leave next week. It doesn't matter. Until I went to a few places, some of these men are working, His being one of them. And I wondered if I could do it there. And I questioned whether or not I would be able to, to stay and do ministry right there. I know with God's grace you can, you can do a lot of things that maybe you think you couldn't do, but just just, just unbelievable. But the ministry, uh, phenomenal ministry, and so appreciate what you do, brother. Amen. Brother Singh from Guyana, he's going to come and uh, tell us about what the Lord's doing in Guyana.
3: evening, church. Evening. Um, Pastor, thank you for sharing the pulpit with us. Church, thank you for having us to share our testimony and what God is doing. I like what uh, Brother Ron said, how we see it. Brother Singh, come and tell us what God Amen. is doing in your country. And Brother Marilla said, I'm nothing. I'm a nobody. And that's good because we are just servant, humble servant of God. Amen. God is the one that does it all to us. And I want to thank God for that. When I got saved, I got saved from a miserable lifestyle. I got saved from a strong Hindu background. I, I was born in Guyana. My name is Yudal Yugra Singh. Yugra, long name, but a I'm well-known as Pastor Singh, everybody called me Pastor Singh. Um, My mother and father were very poor, so I grew up in a poor home. When I say poor, hardly my mom and dad could have been able to give us a proper meal. I quit school in my early age just to help take care of my sibling. At the age of 16, my mom sent me to Suriname for a better life with one of her brothers. And being away from parents, I followed the wrong company and messed up my life. I was really miserable. From the age of 16 to 24, when the Lord um, saved me, I was living a miserable life. But to cut time, um, to make it short, I would not like to go into all the details. But when God found me, when the Lord found me, I was in a high, a chronic addiction stage, whereby my my mom and my dad gave up hope that I will ever change. But then come, um, by that time, I'm parents moved to Suriname. When my mom hear of, of me going astray and getting myself in a lot of trouble with the law by drinking and fighting and, and so forth, she decided to take all the, the, my father and siblings and went to Suriname because I had already had a home, rent a home that they could have gone and get rescued. My, um, in Suriname, how I got saved, um, civil war break out and the people from the interior area had to move, come to the city. And my pastor was a converted Muslim, I think you know him, his pastor was Daryl Champlain.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I had known the Champlains in my young age. He got saved on the Daryl Champlain ministry. He, Pastor Daryl took him in our area and started a ministry and left him there in that ministry. And he spent many times, a lot of time, patient with me, trying to get me to just to come to church just to go to church and so on one saturday night while we were drinking i decided to he he made me promise that i would go to church and so the sunday morning wake up with alcohol in my system i decided to fulfill that promise and i went to church and he was happy and so he continued to visit on a regular basis and. Some of, my, some of us will sit down and laugh about it, that that guy don't give up a tall man. You know, he's not giving up. And so breaking many promises. But then one Saturday again, he made me promise to come and bring my wife. And after, after I went, they invited us to stay back to dine with them. And at the, on his dining table, he spoke to, to us concerning the Lord. And we both... Mys- myself and wife, both accept the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. as our Lord and Savior. My beloved, one of the verse that uses um, sense great impact in my life is Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen, that said, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature; all things, old things passed away, and behold, all things become new." that life that's first become a real in my life and my mom who thought I was gifted by the Hindu gods because I used to draw these Hindu gods, imagine and draw them and she used to take those drawings and put it on on our altar and she thought I had a great gift from the gods but our gods could not have been able to change my life. Mm-hmm. She did many religious ceremonies and, and offering to the gods, praying that I will change because she always worried, you know, you know mom's day, she would wake up um, all night waiting for me to, to come home and then just to see me coming home drunk two o'clock in the morning. And she tried all her best in her Hindu religion to See if I can get help through religious ceremony. But then, when I got saved, within six months, my life was really take a different turn. And she was surprised. Due to my testimony, my mom gave up her Hindu religion, pulled on her altar after she got saved. Amen. So she. Started to go to church, she got saved, my father got saved, all my siblings got saved, their wives and husband got saved, and we are one big family in Christ. They went back home to Guyana in 1995, and I, was, I refused to go back to Guyana because the government has given the poor people opportunity to take a land wherever they want a uh, lot of land in home, and so they went back home, 95, and I was there working with my pastor. I got saved in 1987 and worked with my pastor from 87 to 2000, by, from his living room until we built a ch- uh, school that, that contained 300 students, but every, all, the building, so all the building was finished because I was a contractor. In the ministry, God burned my heart to go back to Ghana to my own people, mm-hmm. and so by faith I stood up, take my wife. By that time, we we had eight children, so we married 1985. By 1986, we are God has blessed us with eight children. I take them, pack my construction tools. She took her utensil and we went back to Ghana by faith. Started Trinity Baptist Church in 2001. God, by faith I stand, God did the rest. Amen. Bless us tremendously. The list of souls that God saved in Ghana from 2000, a very long list. 2018, I got my first opportunity to come with help health ministry through brother Ron. Um, that was a great blessing, and um, went back home, stepped up by faith, gave up that ministry that I started in 2001, built a nice church building, had a nice congregation, um, that was on the east side of Guyana, and I moved to the west 2012, traveled back and forth for that six year. But I got to come into ministry, step up by faith to start another ministry on the west side and give that ministry to be taken care of by someone else. And God is the one that leads in soul, that Amen. used me to get souls to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Pray for us, my beloved. God is doing a wonderful work in Guyana. Amen. There are just a few fundamental Baptist church uh, in Guyana. And we are just 810,000 people in Guyana, multiple religion, cults, denomination, and name it all is there. So it's a great challenge working in Guyana to lead people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So pray for us. Thank you, my beloved.
2: A story.
0: Presentation, and I'm going to step down so that I can be able to see. I had the opportunity. We actually had the opportunity to travel to Zimbabwe. You guys say we? Yeah, we. We went to Zimbabwe because you support us, uh, our family as missionaries, and wherever we go, uh, you go. And uh, and so this past summer, uh, I traveled to South Africa and Zimbabwe. And uh, looking, meeting some new prospective missionaries in South Africa. And then checking, going up to Zimbabwe and spending some time with two particular missionaries, Friday Jovu and Jason Francis. Jason and Shelly Francis are husband and wife team. Uh, Shelly has a brother named Friday. Friday is Friday Jovu, and uh, they pastor. And if we could hit the slideshow, start from the beginning and then uh, there we go. So uh, I was there, as I said, July and August of this year. And uh, if you just cycle, give me the next slide, please. And then I'll just kind of talk through some of these slides. Uh, this is Pastor Friday and his family. Uh, he is uh, wonderful, doing a wonderful job. Now his wife. Uh, is from, uh, is from uh, the Caribbean. I'm trying to think of the country, and it is, it, is, it is gone right now. They went there in 2009. They met in Bible college in Puerto Rico. Johnny Daniels has a Bible college there. Uh, the, by the way, you, you guys support that? They have graduated so many guys that they've recommended to us uh, that have been sent many, many places around the world, uh, but both of them graduated from that Bible college. She's from the Caribbean. He's from Zimbabwe. They met there, and, uh, and she went there in 2009. I talked to her uh, when I was just there. I was in their home a couple of times. I said, have you been back home? She said, I've not been back home. I said, has your family been to see you? She said, they've not been to see me. She said, well, I came here for life. I'll never be able to go back home, and my family will never be able to come here and see me, and uh, that's the commitment that this lady made. Will you, will you cycle through for me to the next slide? Uh, this is his church, and uh, I've put some just to kind of just some food for thought. I've put some mission sayings, uh, kind of filtered them in on these slides, but I love what, what William Carey said, uh, and you can read that for yourself there. Some of them maybe it's a little bit harder to read. If that's the case, I'll make sure that everybody can, can understand it. Give me the next slide, please. Uh, Brother Friday, uh, is, uh, doing a phenomenal job there. I shared about, I went to his house a couple of times, uh, went into his home. He lives in a terrible, terrible neighborhood and, uh, just, just, I mean, you just can't imagine it unless you're able to go there and dirt roads for several miles, potholes and just all kinds of ruckus going on, people everywhere into trouble, into, into all kinds of things right in the middle of the street, just open, open craziness there. And, uh, we went to the house and uh, it was just rough on the outside and, and uh, unfinished on the inside. No rooms except for two rooms at the back of the house were finished. I'm sorry, three. A little bedroom, uh, a, a little living room area, and a kitchen. We sat down in the living room on a couple of hardback chairs, just straight hardback chairs, no cushion. And, uh, and we sat there. And then he said, OK, it's time to eat. Let's come to the kitchen. Now bring those chairs. And we took those two chairs, which were the only chairs in the whole house, uh, into the kitchen. And uh, with, there was a piece of plywood up against the wall, and we, and we ate a meal there. The, his wife had fixed some food. And we did that a couple of nights while I was there, and just, just, just unbelievable circumstances. And, and he told me the first time, he said, you know, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. And I said, okay, I get that. We, we have to do it that way sometimes, too. But the second time I was there, I asked him, well, okay, it's a work in progress. How, how long? He said, we started in 2009. And uh, in 2009, they were still, since that time, living in a, in a place with no mattress for a bed, just sleeping in the floor, two chairs in the house, no tile or anything down, just, just, just getting by. Uh, uh, but but, but, but it's, it's a sacrifice that they're willing to make. Give me the next slide, please. Uh, this was a team meeting we had on Saturday, and the next slide. And then this is Sunday school on Sunday morning, and the next slide. Uh, this is Ki, I, I, I meant to show you a picture. They had about 250 people on a Sunday morning there, uh, lots of young people, lots of young adults, uh, just real exciting. I'm the guy, if you're wondering, I'm the guy with the bald head, okay? <laughs> Give me the next slide, please. Uh, and the next one. Kids, uh, So this is a, a restroom structure, so they had their home that needed some work, and then they also didn't have a restroom at the church. And they just had a tree back there with a hole behind the tree. And, uh, and Friday's like, you know, we're trying to build a nice restroom with some showers in there. And I thought, okay, I understand the restroom, uh, but it was going to cost $3,000. And I, I, I was wondering why so much money, because I, I kind of know what things cost in these countries. He so said, we're going to put some showers in there. And uh, he said, we have meetings. We bring preachers in. They've started churches in neighboring countries and uh, Mozambique and Malawi and other countries and they bring preachers in and they train them for a week and he said our ladies and those preachers they sleep in the church the ladies come and cook and they just be able to take a shower Uh, throughout the course of the week so I thought well we needed about $5,000 not to do everything but to get them to get them some help so I was going to come back home I was going to make some calls to try to get $5,000 when I got back home my sister had sent a $5,000 check-in do what you need with it and we were able to meet both of those needs and so there's nothing was done when I was there that was July and uh, they've, they've got it finished now and they used it for a conference just two weeks ago. Uh, so the Lord meets the needs. Give, give me the next slide, please. And the next one. Now, this is Jason Francis, okay? Uh, now, this, uh, this is Shelly, and that's Friday's sister. Friday's sister. And Jason is from, uh, he's from Grenada. Uh, he met her in Bible college as well. And she felt, hey, I God, I, I'm going back to my people. I'm not going anywhere else. I want to go back and reach my people. And Jason had a heart to. Go with her, and he went there in 2011, and it's it's a lifetime commitment. You, you, I'm telling you what, they, they are doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job, both of these missionaries. If you would uh, give me the next slide, please. Uh, this is inside the church, uh, and this is a fairly new church building. I was there years ago, and they had a real small church, uh, not... It would only hold just maybe 70 or 80 people, uh, but I was here on a Wednesday night, and they had about 250 on a Wednesday night in this church. Uh, give me the next slide, please. Uh, this is outside, and the next one. When we were there years ago, they, they had that small church, and they were trying to build another one, and they had a concrete slab, and so I challenged I said, Jason, I'll tell you what we'll do. You, build the, you get it up to where it's ready to put the roof structure on. You guys finish the concrete, you build the walls, get the windows in there, or not the you know cut the windows out. Don't actually literally put the windows. Uh, but you get to that part where it's trusses and roof structure, and you call me, and I'm going to help you. and uh, And so they did, and and we, and they said six thousand dollars. They built their own trusses, and they did this on their own, just uh, being you know grateful. Give me the next slide. This is their youth, uh, and this is part of the. Some of these kids are in the children's home. And go ahead and hit, the, hit one more time, and it's going to
2: show a little video. And this is just teenagers and youth in their church on a wasted night. Um,
0: and, and about
2: four or five girls a
0: couple of guys are in the orphanage as well. And now we don't have a lot of time, so go ahead and hit the next slide for me, please. And this is ladies. Now, these ladies are holding Bibles, and uh, we helped them, uh, Help Ministries has a Bible fund, and so they wrote this little song that they were thanking Help Ministries for the real structure and for the Bible. So hit, hit the, the next, and it'll show just a little bit of video. I'm not going to show all of it, but they're, they're Help business, really help it's the churches that support help losses that make all these things. And, uh, and so they are very gracious and thankful. Next slide, please. And they also have a school. Uh, this is their son. Uh, give me the next slide. But they have a school. They have a Christian academy. They have about 80 students. They teach them uh, from a gospel uh, based curriculum. And these are not just church people. These are any folks that can come. They, they charge a small fee. Uh, cycle through some slides for me, please, and just keep cycling through, and I'll be talking. This is some of the kids. I actually spoke to the kids on one day. I was back another day, and, uh, and this is, all right, stop right here. These are some classrooms, and they, it's wintertime there, so you see they're wearing some warm, or some, you know, warm clothes. Uh, it gets down to about 40 degrees at night. And, uh, and most people don't have heat. They don't have heat in the classrooms. And the, just the, you know, the, kind of the concrete walls just holds the, holds the coldness. And so it stays cool in there for quite some time. Give me the next slide. Uh, I, I love this quote. I want, you, I want you to see this quote. There's not one square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. Give me the next slide, please. And the next one, and these are various classrooms, second, third, fourth, fifth grade, just like we would do it. Give me the next slide. These are just some kids. out. just cycle through a couple of them for me. And uh, and go ahead and hit, this is where they fix the meals. Hit, hit the button. It's, you know, it's going to show. This is the cafeteria. This is where they fix the meals for the kids at the school.
2: Pretty primitive.
0: Circumstances give me the next slide, and now we're at the children's home. We're at the orphanage, and that's Jason and Shelley. And uh, give me the next slide. This is the kids in the home. I was there. We opened up this. My wife and I went did the grand opening. We help ministries raised the money for the for the home. I'm pretty sure you guys helped out with that a number of years ago. Uh, so you've got invested. Uh, interest in what goes on here. All these kids, all the older ones have come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. There's four of the boys that are thinking they're called to preach. I mean, we talk to them. I mean, they're asking questions about ministry. These girls want to marry preachers. Uh, I mean, they are are all in with doing something for the Lord. Just great kids. Uh, Give me the next slide, please. Uh, We took, uh, I, I got all their sizes before I went and we took them we took them some things because they just, they never get anything. They, they, very, very poor people in their country. Just cycle through these, if you would, for about the next seven or eight while I'm talking. And, uh, and, and we found their sizes and, and took them some things. And it was like, uh, I think they said Christmas in July. Uh, real, just quality, quality men, uh, these young men. And, and then we gave it, they've opened it up. And, uh, and this is what they did spontaneously. Hit the button one more time. I want you to see this. Last.
2: Oh, yes. you no, know it's better to give than to receive.
0: Give me the next slide, please. That was the I went there, and that was what they were sleeping on—those old mattresses. And uh, and we, it was just, it was just, it's heartbreaking, is what it is. Give me the next slide, please. So we were able before we ever went, we sent out a letter for folks having vacation Bible school, and people sent in offerings, and we had the money. meet the needs. I took it with me and every need nearly that we had with the exception of a couple, we were able to meet right there and this is one of them. Give me the next slide. These mattresses. I want you to see this is the box springs on the left and on the right was the mattress. The house parents were sleeping on this. I went into their room and they had the bed made up and uh, I just laid my hand on the bed. I laid my hand on the bed and I felt the wood slats. It just just broke me and I told him I said I'm not leaving like this and so we were able to go give me the next slide and all the resources of the Godhead are at our disposal give me the next slide please that's the house parents that's the folks that were sleeping on that bed their auntie and uncle that's what they call them they have real names I don't know what they are Because everybody calls them auntie and uncle. But they're sweet, sweet folks. But they also stay there because somebody has to be there all the time in the the home. Next slide, please. It was cold. I stayed at a hotel. They told me last time I stayed in some kind of safari hut with monkeys crawling on top of it because we got there late. This time they said, oh, we got you the good hotel. The good hotel in town. Well, I thought the good hotel would have heat. Well, the good hotel did not have heat. And it got down to 40 degrees, and I started out with one blanket. And by about 2 o'clock in the morning, I went to 2. And about 5 o'clock in the morning, I went to 3, because it was a frigid in that room. And then I came to the home, and they had one blanket, one thin blanket. And uh, it's winter. They can't even wash the blanket because they have to hang it on a line, and they didn't even have time to get that. So I said, we're, we're going to get another blanket so you can at least, we, at least wash the one or if you need two. And so I went and bought them blankets. And uh, give, me, give me the next slide. And we and, and when they got the blankets, hit,
2: hit they were excited. Get a blanket. Now, these blankets cost $15. Kids. They would never been able to have gotten But uh, they were so excited. They were get a blanket.
0: We're heading to get water, but I want you to see what Jonathan Edwards said. We have to go about a about a quarter to a half a mile to pull water out to bring it back to the home give me the next slide please we're collecting it and I'm going to go down with them next slide hit it. it's going to show a little video of them coming out hit the next slide for me please. these are some of the kids Parents couldn't afford to keep them or they don't have parents or many, many different stories. Give me the next one, please.
2: What we doing? This is where they're getting the water from. <laughs> you want to see magic? <laughs> there, you
0: know, I don't have a problem with somebody walking no. around to get water. I don't want to see you fall. As long as the water you get would be, would be clean. <laughs> And that's to be able to put in commodes to flush, to wash clothes with, to take showers with, to take baths with. If they cook with that water, they would have to boil it, of course. Go ahead and give me the next slide. And the next slide, we're running a little short on time here. Just go ahead and cycle through this one. I want you to think about a couple things. These guys are doing the heavy lifting. They're doing the heavy lifting. Give me me the next slide. This this thing, I found this just yesterday, and I can't get it off my mind. I wasn't God's first choice for what I've done for China. I don't know who it was. It must have been a man, a well-educated man. I don't know what happened. Perhaps he died. Perhaps he wasn't willing. But God looked down and saw Gladys, and God said, well, she's willing. Amen. In the last slide, That's the last one right there. I'm not afraid of failure. William Carey said, but I'm afraid of succeeding at things that don't matter. If you could raise the screen and turn the lights back on, please. Now, I know our time is up. Give me just a few moments to make a couple of comments. You say, preacher, if I give to missions, what's going to happen? Many folks here, you're giving to missions and you wonder, what happens? Well, I just showed you what happens. You know what happens? Life change happens. On a daily basis, life change happens. And it's, all because people have given everything that we were able to do there. We were able to do it because somebody somewhere gave. I was just a lucky person to be able to go there and and see it and report back to you. 2 Corinthians, look with me, 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. Now, I'm going to get, get a running start, and I'll tell you where I'm at as you find it. Chapter 9 and verse 6, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. I'm now in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse number 8. Now this is what happens. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Verse 10, now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Being enriched in everything, verse 11, to all bountifulness, which causeth it through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also, look, here it is again, by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto unto them and unto all men. And look at this, and by their prayer for you, Which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. What's going to happen? Number one, we're going to be blessed. We see it in verse 8. God's going to make all grace abound toward us. That we're going to have everything we need. In every situation, in every circumstance. We're going to abound to every good work. God's going to provide physically for us in verse number 10. He's going to minister bread for our fruit. He's going to multiply your seed sown. Now the seed sown was referring back to uh, if you give sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you give bountifully, you reap bountifully. So the seed sown is referring back to the giving. So God's going to provide for your physical needs. Then God's going to multiply what you give. He's going to multiply your seed sown. If you give $10, He's going to make it go further than $10 should go. That's what he's going to do. He's going to bring it back. But look, at it says two times, by many thanksgivings to God and why they glorify God. Now imagine, here's folks living in a country There's kids living in in Zimbabwe. They've never known anything but someone that would take advantage of them. They've never known anything but someone that would disown them. Someone that would prefer themselves to them. Someone that would not love them or take care of them or do anything for them. And now all of a sudden somebody comes in and does something that they've never seen before. And they say, wait a minute. (laughs) There's something to this. And you know what they do? They thank God. Those kids, I was in the store one day. We were getting mattresses and stuff, and I saw cookies. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get some cookies for the kids. And I, and, and I bought three boxes. And in the box was a sleeve of cookies about that long, about like so, about eight cookies in the sleeve. And the house parents are like, oh, yeah, we get back, we'll share those cookies out, and we can give them a cookie and make it last. I was like, no, 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 we're not giving them a cookie. I I, I want them to have the whole pack of cookies, not just one. They they each get their, their own pack. There was a boy named Ryan. Ryan's 21 years of age. His mom died when he was young. His dad couldn't afford to keep him. He turned him over to the children's home a number of years ago because Ryan was a burden to him and he couldn't take care of him. Ryan now has graduated from high school. He's not a burden to his dad. He wanted to go home and have a relationship with him. He went home to his dad. He spent two weeks there, and his dad said, son, you got to go. And he kicked him out. He was too embarrassed to even tell the people at the home that that was the case. And somehow they found out, and they went and got him, and he was living on the street. And they brought him back in. And Ryan had that pack of cookies in his hand. And he said, it's the first time. I said, first time for what, Ryan? He said, first time I've ever had my own pack of cookies. And those kids, every day, they thank God. Because they've seen something that they've never seen before. The love of Christ. And it's changing them. And then something that I love, and we'll close with this. Verse 14, and by their prayer for you. And by their prayer for you. You know, we helped with that roof on that church. And then there was folks that came that I'd never seen before. And I met people in the church that I've never seen before in my life. And, Brother Jim, you know what they said? I had several people tell me this. Brother Ron, I just want you to know something. We pray for you every day. And I wonder why things go so well for me, preacher. I wonder why it just works out. I wonder why before I ever really have a need, God's already met it. I wonder why when there's something that needs to be done, when I'm thinking I'm going to go back home, and I'm going to make some calls to raise some money for some people that is already there waiting on, him, on me when I get back home. And then I wonder why that happens. But I know, I know. Because people are praying. And church folks, they'll never be able to come and see you and thank you. But they're going to look to heaven and they're going to thank God. And they're going to glorify God because of your giving. And they're going to pray for you. And when they do, let me tell you something now. We're talking about people that know how to get a hold of God. And God's going to answer it. And God's going to bless you. So just keep doing what you've been doing. And God's going to bless you. Will you stand with me? Let's pray. Ask the pastor to come. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your work. Thank you for the testimonies of these men. Thank you, Lord, for this conference that you've given us, the opportunity to be here. Lord, thank you for the faithful support of your people. I pray your blessings upon everyone that's here tonight, every homeless represented, every family, every individual. Do a work in our hearts, in our very midst. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, would you come with us?
4: Encouragement and uh, both of uh, both of those families we support both of them brother friday and brother jason their wives their family the orphanages or the home the churches and uh, you know that's why we have these meetings and these men need help and so when we bring them here we try to do our very best to help now here's where i'm going to give the invitation how many of y'all was encouraged by all of that how many of you want to be a part of something like that well you can by giving to missions and so I'm going to ask you, let's just give the altar call this week tonight or this tonight. What would you do And uh, as an as individual or as a family, what would you do to the calls to give to missions through our church? What we do is uh, when we bring in our faith promise, we support new missionaries. That's what we want to do. We want to take on these guys so we can help them. And they're all here because they need help. And so uh, it's good that we encourage them. It's good that we pray for them. And they'll appreciate that. But they're here um, homesick from their family so they can try to help raise support so they can go back to their country and have some basic needs. And uh, they're going to do it anyway, right? They're going to do it anyway. They're doing it. But uh, I'd rather be able to do it with a little bit more burden off of them. I've learned something long ago, and I've tried to teach you this. A, church, a pastor cannot pastor church if he can't take care of himself. He's not going to do it effectively. If he can't pay his bills, I can promise you this, he's not going to be able to help the church pay theirs. Because it's going to suck some stuff out of him, see. And so God's been good. This church has been wonderful. And I'm very, very honored and humbled at how good the church has been to us. But let's do our very best. So I want to do this. Would you bow your heads tonight and just let's ask, how many of you would uh, just take the time to pray this evening that you would pray about what God would have you give in the matter of missions. Would you do that? Why don't we go ahead and open up the altar call? How about we do this tonight? Why don't you come and pray and ask God to help you to, to succeed in things that are important? And you know the only thing that's going to live forever is people. And so let's do our best and let's do our most. This is one opportunity that we can do is give. Give. And so how many of you feel like the Lord's touched your heart through these slides tonight? Would you, would you raise your hand? How many of you feel like something the Lord used in a way Brother Ron? Why don't you come, find a place to pray, find, make your pew a place that you pray. Maybe you've never given to missions before. You need to start. That's above and beyond your tithes, above and beyond your tithes. Let's ask God to help us. What would God have you do? Yes. You see, things like that it stirs your heart, doesn't it? Those little children. Did you imagine if children in America got blankets like that, they wouldn't act like that, would they? You ever seen a kid get excited about a blanket? I really haven't. Did you ever get excited about a blanket, Chris? How about Xbox? Kids get excited about Xboxes, right? Even adults. tell y'all right now when I was a kid and I was at the house if somebody would give me now I was taught no matter what you got you liked it yes. and you know if it was a toboggan that looked like more like a you know had the biggest fur ball on y'all know what I'm talking about you was thankful you got it and then when you got home he was like what in the world did they get me this for but I, that encouraged me. Blanket. They were excited about having a blanket. Amen. So now we know why Brother Edward's cold around here because it hit about 30 degrees here this morning, and it gets cold there in Africa, but about 40 degrees. That's during their winter time. You notice they all had jackets on. Brother Ron had a short sleeve shirt on, and so when we went in November, people were wearing jackets and we were wearing short sleeve shirts. But um, amen. How many of you glad to be an American? we've been blessed and so let's take what we have and try to be a blessing to others right i'm gonna ask brother sing brother marilla would y'all go to the back brother ron go to the back let folks shake your hand and let you know how much they appreciate you please now if you failed to give into the offering you can give put it in the giving box tonight maybe the lord's touched your heart since this you'd like to do more tonight you do that the giving box is back there And uh, remember, uh, be right here in your place on Sunday. We've had a great week, haven't we? I appreciate all of you being here. And we try to only make it an hour so people can get back home and get ready. I know the children have uh, school, and we wouldn't want them to miss school. And I know they don't want to be late or miss school, right? It's Again, it's so good to see the gillies. Maybe the gillies. How about y'all go to the back and let folks just let y'all know how much it's good to see you. Say to you, get back here, too, so people can hug your neck, all right? Plus, Mr. Buckley, he's got to praise the Lord answered prayer. You got a car. Amen. And so he wanted me to share that for the church. Appreciate your prayers. You know, we get a lot of prayer requests, but I appreciate that, my friend. And uh, he wants to praise the Lord at answered prayer. And we're praising. We're rejoicing with him. So all of you that's been blessed, would you say amen? Amen. And as the old country preacher says, is all hearts clear? We'll dismiss if all hearts are clear. All right, Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for your goodness, we thank you for your grace, and Lord, I pray now, uh, you'll help us take what we've heard and seen tonight, and Lord, I pray it will stir our hearts. God, we thank you for these men, these families that have went to these countries to try to reach these dear precious children and these dear precious people for you, and Lord, we know it's a sacrifice, but Lord, what a blessing. And so I pray you'll help us work in our hearts, help us to be givers, Lord. Lord, we know love is giving. For God, you so loved, you gave. So help us to be givers, not just takers. We ask it in Jesus' name, and all God's people say it. God bless
2: you. Have a great night.